The Planted Mindset Podcast is sponsored by Sassy 10, a new online fitness and nutrition program designed specifically for you if you're a menopausal mum who feels like your body of your 20s is a distant memory. You've lost your energy, motivation, but most of all, your sparkle. During your journey, you'll be supported, listened to, held accountable, motivated and re-energized to transform not only your body, but your mindset too. You'll be given everything you need to sculpt a stronger, sexier you in just 10 weeks to regain your sassy. Follow Sassy in 10 on Instagram and find out more by clicking on the link in the bio or hit the link in the show notes to start today. The hardest part is starting, but you'll be so glad you did. Welcome to the Planted Mindset Podcast and episode 19. This one is going to have the hairs on your skin stand on end. I have a truly remarkable guest, as all of the guests are amazing and I'm really grateful to have them. His story is really quite poignant and he really vulnerably shares quite deeply that story. So I'm not going to say um, I hope you enjoy this episode because it really actually might be a little bit upsetting in some places, but it gives a real perspective as to why he does what he does. And my guest is Garth Peters. He is a mental fitness coach and it all will become clear when you listen to this episode. Welcome to the Planted Mindset podcast and we're up to, would you believe it, episode 19 and I have a, a guest that I have met through Clubhouse and got to know I feel quite well audibly but it's the first time we're actually speaking face to face which is equally nice so welcome Garth Peters, how are you doing? Oh, I'm very well thank you, thanks so much for having me and a pleasure <laughs> to see you face to face as well. Yeah, I'm good. Best face on, but <laughs> uh, Garth, um, you have uh, uh, the reason. Obviously, I have you on this podcast is because I like to have amazing guests that have great stories and great expertise, which you have both. Um, in particular, your story is really quite poignant. But firstly, could you give the listeners just a short synopsis of who you are? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so my name's Garth. I'm a mental fitness coach, um, and basically, um, I help my clients uh, rebuild after uh, trauma, loss of confidence, anxiety, um, through something I call mental fitness. Excellent. Excellent. And obviously, that's a different, uh, shall we say, direction than the usual. Um, I do think that's so important it's mindset first um I, I believe with any sort of fit well any any goal really uh you've got to get that mindset right but you have a different reason entirely about why um mental fitness is so important could you share your story garth yeah sure um, so i guess um for me it was it was definitely a journey that i had to go through to to get to that point um you know initially it was it was at one time it was all about fitness um and nutrition um and um because you didn't have a healthy relationship did you this is the point like way before the story that you're going to tell you've actually said like losing your dad um probably started was that what started that unhealthy relationship with food yeah so so um, yeah, I mean, that, that's a good point. Let me go back a little bit further. So basically, um, when I was 20, my dad passed away. Um, and for me, that was kind of a, um, it was a moment of, of my life that like, it was probably the first kind of moment that I'll, I'll remember as like a significant moment in my life, you know. Um, and the reason was, is because someone who is kind of an idol to me, you know, like a person that I really kind of connected with, suddenly disappeared it's just like i have no idea what to do now you know apart from the fact that my mum and my sister um were there too and for me it was kind of a a case of where i just automatically felt like i needed to step into that role and be the kind of male figure within our little our little bubble of of uh, of community you know um but that really yeah it's 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 just something that you do and i think unfortunately for a lot of people you kind of find out 
things that you should have done in the past as you go through life, you know, as, as you figure things out. So f- for me, that did create a, a very bad uh, relationship with food, but not necessarily, um, not necessarily I, I noticed at the time. It was, it was just something that came out many years later. So I put on a lot of weight. I put on maybe five stone, five or six stone. Um, and I guess also it didn't, the, the bad thing in a, in a way, it didn't really show because I'm actually, I'm quite tall, so I'm, I'm six three. Right. So I didn't necessarily show the weight as much. I just looked like a bigger person, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just got through the point where I had a few car crashes. I, I had like back injuries. I, I had that for like 10 years. You know, like I just always had like back injuries and stuff. It's just eventually someone one day said to me, um, I was lying on uh, on like a chiropractic couch um, and uh, the chiropractor just basically patted me on the stomach <laughs> and said, maybe you should lose a bit of weight. And I was like, what? <laughs> How dare so, you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but actually then that kind of sparked me to then start looking at myself and thinking like, oh, maybe I am actually a little bit overweight. I, can't, I never really kind of realized it until that point. But the um, stra- extra stress on the back naturally. Yeah. And as soon as I did that, as soon as I started to, to look at losing weight, it did make a huge difference to, to the, uh, the health of my back. Um, and uh, I guess that kind of was the start of my the start of my kind of health and nutrition and fitness journey in a way. Um, but it wasn't until um, a bit later down the line. So 2010, I started dating uh, my then girlfriend. Uh, her name was Lisa. Um, and she suffered from bipolar and I, I didn't I didn't really know what that was like I I had heard of the phrase uh, people talk about mental health like you know we're talking like nearly 10 years ago it, it wasn't really a subject back then um, but I didn't really have much much understanding of depression or, or any kind of mental health issues um, things like that so so she she talked to me about what bipolar was she talked to me about depression um, I got a really great understanding from her over the period of time that we dated about mental health, what it means. And, and, and in a really, um, in a really kind of like, almost like a boot camp kind of way, you know, and, and I mean that in, in the nicest possible way, there was, there was positives and negatives throughout the whole relationship. There was lots of She would have been happy like certain times with bipolar, you, you know, you, you, it's almost those extremes, isn't it? That you can be so ecstatic, you could, you know, dangerously happy. And and, yes. and then da- dangerously down. Definitely, um, and I think the most important thing, though, about bipolar is that, um, as much as you're very right that there's ups and downs, there is also the person that has bipolar. So and and that influences those ups and downs a lot. You know, um, so so what I mean by that is is as much as she suffered from this condition it would be easy to label her as a person who has bipolar, who had ups and downs. But actually, to me, um, for me, she was, and, and obviously, you know, I'm, I'm saying she was, so, so you know, it's kind of clear that she's, she unfortunately isn't around anymore. Um, but, but she was um, the person who kind of taught me about life in, in many ways, you know, and, and um, she was one of the most gentle people I've ever met in my life. Um, and one of the most genuine people ever in my life. So, so the bipolar part, although although I'm talking about as something that she suffered from, it wasn't what defined her. It, it, yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. And exactly. I think that's really important for anyone that suffers from from any kind of mental health issues in any way. That is the, your your personality and you as a person is what's is what's the most important thing and at the forefront. Those other things are, are, are not what defines you, you know. So they're, they're labels. And unfortunately, sometimes those labels can be sort of thrust to the fore. And some people almost want to wear them as, you know, their identity, but some absolutely don't. But that's a good point, Garth, to actually say that that doesn't define, def, define the individual. They are still their person, you know, their own person in their own right. Definitely, yeah so so yeah so we dated for for a couple of years um in 2012 so this is january of 2012 we went out for um just a meal and some drinks um for no reason just just to have a just have a nice night and we um we went to a bar and for some reason two people just took a disliking to, to both of us um so we just decided to leave um and my aim was really just to get lisa and myself out of the situation 
because for some reason these two people who took a disliking to us they just were shouting a lot at us for for, for what reason I, I really don't actually know what the reason is so and i never will understand the reason either um however this happened i, I tried to get uh, lisa out of the situation and unfortunately i got attacked so i got um uh, to put it bluntly i got kicked in the head from behind i landed uh, head first onto the concrete um, and then I got to my feet and I got punched in the face. And I landed head first in the concrete. I don't have any memory of this, um, but this was all recorded on CCTV. And I've been trying to walk through the whole situation of, of what happened. Um, the only thing I know is that at one moment I was thinking, right, I need to get Lisa out of the situation. The next moment I woke up in hospital and um, there was uh, a number of doctors stood around my bed uh explaining to me what was going on i couldn't really understand what they were saying because at the time i didn't know but but i had lost hearing on one side of my head um and i was just trying to piece together this whole situation to to thinking what what is going on um and what had, had happened was that um the injuries i had suffered from the attack meant that i had um, some really quite severe fractures to to my head to this side of my head um, and that meant that my uh, my eardrum had been uh, blown out completely. Um, I had bleeding on my brain, so there was a, a brain injury. You can tell me to uh, to to, <laughs> to lower it down a little bit. Um, and um, I had hairline fractures everywhere. So so on this side of my head, on my face, my sinuses, for example. So smell right now is like even now I don't actually have very good smell. Um, and um, the 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 kind of the other main injury that happened is that my jaw was actually detached from my from my skull. So <laughs> sorry. I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm just wincing at every injury that you're saying. It's just making me go cold. It, I'm just thinking was, how horrific that actually is. Yeah, it was really bad. It was really bad. And, and I've heard you I'm say this of... story, and that's the thing. But it's still really hitting home because oh, jeez. Yeah. So so what had happened is that. Um, is that my jaw was shattered and detached. Um, I, I had multiple head injuries. I was in a complete mess, you know. And, and the thing is, one of the things that I remember is that um, is that for some reason I was left to kind of contact people and tell them what, what was going on. So, so I, I don't really know why this wasn't like other people weren't contacted for me. Um, but I had my phone next to me and I messaged my mum and said, I'm in hospital, um, I've been beaten up. Um, and then I got a message saying, where are you? And I was like, I, I have no idea. <laughs> so so I, so I didn't know where I was. They they went around the hospitals because there's a few hospitals in the area to find me. And then eventually they arrived. Um, and one of the first memories I have uh, of seeing anyone um, familiar in that situation was just seeing people looking at me and crying, you know, so so I knew this wasn't good. <laughs> um, however, um, what happened was that they they wired my jaw back together, they had to put metal plates in it. Um, I'm really thankful that they actually managed to do the surgery from inside my mouth rather than outside. So I don't have any scarring on my face at all. Um, and uh, they had to they had to wait for the all clear on my brain injury before they could do any any uh, surgery and things. So, so that happened that I came home and for, for a number of months afterwards, I wasn't allowed to, um, wasn't allowed, but also wasn't able to lie flat because they were worried that my head might move around um, if I lay flat. So, um, so I, I developed insomnia um, in quite a bad way because I just couldn't sleep properly for, for quite some time. On top of that, because I had no memory of what happened, um, I, I questioned a lot of things, you know, I kept running through things in my mind because I, I I didn't, I had such a big gap of what happened. Um, so insomnia was a big issue for me. Um, the other issue was because of the injuries to the jaw, I couldn't eat solid food for a year. Um, oh, so um, everything had to be kind of liquidized and, and, and things, which which meant that um, that I was really concerned about what I was eating, especially as you mentioned before, I came from a place where I had, had been overweight and then managed to lose weight and then was kind of now thinking like, you know, I, I don't want to go backwards, you know. Um, so we've got there's the perils of, of um, being at home, right? <laughs> Sirens in the background. <laughs> All right, no worries. Um, so um, 
so that happened um and unfortunately so so lisa um she had suffered through this whole situation in a in a really bad way because unfortunately what happened to her is that um it never really dawned on me at the time um about anything to do with race and i'm not going to touch on race but you know i i leave you to make up your own mind but so lisa was black um and the police arrived on the scene and immediately wrestled her to the floor and put her in prison um so she was in jail for the night um i, I don't know why so <laughs> bearing in mind this is my girlfriend and she was hysterical of what happened um and um I, I'm not. I'm not trying to suggest that it was anything to do with race or anything, but it's only recently that I've kind of started to to ponder that question. If that makes sense, to you know, why did that happen? Um, but anyway, that happened. Unfortunately, she was put into prison for the night, um, and it was only after uh, detectives took over the the case and they watched CCTV uh, for a number of occasions, they saw exactly what happened. Um, and she was released um, and she went through a, a real ordeal with that, having to watch the attack, having to go to jail, you know, a, a, and also having to suffer from what she suffered from. Um, and she helped me from for a lot of the time. So she looked after me for for a few weeks after um, the injuries. I, I had to have medication on certain times, like throughout the night and things. And she was the person that, that helped me with that. So she would stay up with me and give me medication, etc. But she got to a point where she just couldn't, she just couldn't handle it anymore. It, she'd been through a lot in her life. She had, had had a very difficult life. And I think this was just one step too far for her. Um, so she decided that she um, that she wasn't going to she wasn't going to carry on. So she tried to take her own life um, and she then passed away in hospital a few days later. Um, and I wasn't in a state to, to go and, and meet her or, um, or or like drive or walk. So I relied on people to take me to the hospital to, to see her. So, so I'm so grateful that I had friends and family around me to, to, to help me do that, you know, to take me there, take me home and, and look after me in that way. Um, but yeah, so unfortunately she passed away and it was, it was such a tragedy. Um, we had to arrange a funeral and, and everything, you know, and it was, it was just, it was so much to deal with at the time. But um, um a few months after the actual attack, the person who attacked me as well. So they had actually been arrested. They had been charged with what happened. Um, but when it came to the time when they were due to be sentenced, they were nowhere to be found. So, so no one knew where they were. Um, we, we can only assume that they fled the country um, and no one's ever, ever sort of had any kind of update on that ever since. So, so as far as I'm concerned, they, were, they, they fled and, and they were never brought to justice. That was my story, if, if that makes sense. So, mm -hmm. so what I've kind of gone through with you for a long period of time, that's what happened to me. And I and I almost had a sense of when I tell you, so if we had been talking maybe eight years ago and I told you this story, I would almost feel that you need to treat me differently as a result of, of me telling you this story. Um, because it was because that that whole situation held me so tightly for, for for so long if that makes sense well good i mean wouldn't it though i mean that's just so horrific on every level and and you know such a difficult um recuperation both mentally and physically on top of losing mm. your girlfriend as well i mean like the fact that you're even here now, you know, is a massive credit to you, which boy, you can understand why you talk about mental fitness. Um, yeah, because you you've lived it. And <laughs> there is, you know, you're not going to get a better coach than yourself. Uh, because hopefully, uh, people will never have to go through the amount of trauma you've had to. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It's, I wouldn't wish it upon anyone, but the, the most important thing to, to realize, I think, though, is that is that everyone that has a situation and sometimes people do talk about like, you know, I, I've had the experience and you've probably heard it as well when we've talked on Clubhouse um, that that people will talk about their situation. And and sometimes I hear people say to me, oh, it's nothing as, as bad as what you've been through. But, you know, the, the truth is, is that what you go through yourself is something that you have to deal with, you know, and it's it's your world. Um, and, it, you know, it doesn't really matter what anyone else has been through in terms of what what you have to deal deal with. You know, it's, it's how you get through what you have been through. I think that's the most important thing. 
Um, and yeah, so so that's I think that's really important to to kind of recognize to trivialize. And, and I think it's like uh, the analogy of when your your child will come home from from school and something's happened at school and obviously to an adult it's you know it's not a big deal but like to the child exactly. at that moment or point of time it's everything and it probably won't be to them you know in an hour's time or the next day but at that time it's huge yeah. and it's yeah it's never to minimize that feeling that whether your child adult um what you're feeling is real exactly that's, that's, yeah you put it so much more eloquently than i did but yeah that's exactly exactly the point i was trying to make um so really for me that the the story that i that i um that i really want to get across though is um i understand that i talked about what happened and it is impactful i understand that but really the the point i want to get across is what happened after that because... yeah your rejuvenation like how how long were you like so i'd like to pose a question there garth if, if i may how long were you probably in the pit um mentally and recovery and did did the mind shift mindset shift whilst recovering or or did you have to fully recover physically before you could then address the mindset um so um i'll put it in i'll try and put it in stages for you so basically i felt very vulnerable i felt very anxious um i, I didn't didn't have any confidence in anything whatsoever um i didn't really want to be around um to deal with the situation either um i got to a point where um i um i decided because i was on a fair bit of medication i decided one day that i was just gonna finish it off i was gonna take my own life um so i i i took my medication out i laid it all out on um, on a shelf in front of me and i decided i was just going to take everything um and not have to deal with this anymore um i can't say that anything happened in terms of like i didn't have an epiphany in any way i didn't kind of think actually i can't do this i just as i made this decision i just kind of lay down and, and i fell asleep but basically that's all that happened but i woke up and i was so grateful when i woke up that i hadn't actually gone ahead and done anything um and then i just um from then on i just kind of started to to, to move forward uh, for some reason one of the reasons i think is just um i had an instagram account and i think i was just uh, like putting out my my i was just trying to have something to to do whilst i was in recovery um and someone reached out to me um who's in america and they just kind of said hey and just started talking to me one of the best things that ever happened to me because they really taught me through just as a friend you know exactly what i needed at the time which is a friend that i that was out of the situation that wasn't a family member that i could just talk to and and, and get through kind of that situation so that was a huge help for me but that that moment was a turning point for me i wanted to move forward and i wanted to, to feel differently to, to how i was feeling so i i decided that um i wanted to feel stronger and more confident and I wanted to get uh, physically stronger and more confident. So I started to try and exercise. Um, I started with running and that just didn't really work very well for me because I, I went for a run and then I, um, the next time I ran, I kind of ran shorter over a, like a shorter distance of a longer time. Like I struggle with it a lot. Um, and then someone introduced me to, uh, I don't know if you've heard of it, Insanity. So there's an Insanity yeah. program by Sean T. Yeah. Um, which is like a two-month program. Each workout is like forty-five minutes to an hour long, um, and um, so when they suggested that I do that, I was kind of like thinking, like, like this is supposed to be like a crazy workout, and I can't even run. So how am I supposed to do this? But I started doing it, and it made me feel amazing. Like I, I absolutely loved it. Um, so I completed the program. So bearing in mind, I did this. What happened to me was was in January. The, the attack happened in January two thousand twelve. I'd started doing insanity in August 2012. Um, so uh, for two months, I did that workout and I felt incredible by the end of it in comparison to where I was before. Um, but what got me to that point was that um, I was so lucky to have my mum and my sister around me um, who were very knowledgeable and within the healthcare space okay. um, to, to look after my food and nutrition. So they basically uh, looked after me in terms of making sure I got the nutrients I needed and I started to learn 
stuff about nutrition every day for, from from the moment I could start learning about it. So that kind of, I believe, kind of helped me get to that point where I was then able to, to work out um, fully. Um, and I just needed to find something that that uh, that made me feel good as opposed to just doing something that I thought I should do. Um, that's why I said about running. So not that there's anything wrong with running, but for me at the time, it just didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so those two things were massive in terms of helping me move forward. Um, I started to train as a personal trainer. And then by the end of uh, 2012, I kind of had finished my personal training qualification. The beginning of 2013, I took my first class with a group of people um, and took them through my own workout program um, with a nutrition plan on that as well. So, so it, was a, it was a massive step forward for me in that way. Um, but there was still a mental side to, to deal with, um, you know, it was being dealt with in one way because of the fitness side of things really helped me feel so much better. The nutrition side of things helped me feel so much better. Um, and that was both mentally and physically, but I still had to deal with the issues. Otherwise, you know, I would be in the same position as I was when what happened to my dad happened, you know, I would still be be dealing with this for, for years to come. Sure. Um, so I decided to go to counseling um, and I struggled with it a lot, but I got, um, I got referred to, uh, from counseling to a psychiatrist. I got referred from that to a psychologist. Um, and the, um, the issue was, is that, um, what I didn't realize at the time, but I just didn't, I couldn't connect to people and I didn't really want to open up to people. So that's why it didn't work for me. Um, but I went through that cycle and then I went through it again, uh, a bit later on down the line. Um, what happened as I was going through this is that although I couldn't open up and I couldn't kind of talk to people, I got feedback from uh, a few of the counsellors who, who I spoke to, and they suggested that I should be a counsellor um, because of the, the the kind of mannerisms I had and the way I, I was presenting myself. So I did tr- take on some counselling training as well. I got myself trained to uh, not a full counselling level, uh, but I got myself trained to a a point where I could then be a counsellor if I wanted to. Um, So that really helped me as well in terms of my, um, how I coached other people. Um, That that really gave me a a good way to kind of hone my, I guess, listening skills. I've always been quite good at listening, but I think that helped me, helped me kind of, um, I don't know the word is, but just to, just to input it into, to to what I was doing into my coaching. Um, and then I guess that's from then on, it's kind of moved forward for me in terms of uh, building how I work with people. Um, it's always been a lot more than, than just fitness and nutrition. And that's not to say there's anything wrong with just fitness and nutrition, but for me, it's kind of, um, there was always a different element to it. Uh, and, and I had to find that extra element and it was through working with people and uh understanding what it is i do that i've got to this point where i thought it's not it's not really um just personal training you know um it's it's a different element to it if that makes sense well it's deep rooted Um, isn't it because a lot of the issues that people have we mask them with something else so it's it's like that as they say the the onion and the layers it's it's you know a good personal trainer will ask a question and then they'll ask a question again then they'll ask again and again and again until we get to the depth of the real issue of why perhaps a client wants to lose weight or why they want to build muscle exactly there's there's actually a deeper meaning that's not normally even linked to to the 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 actual goal and obviously for you going through what you did you've had to experience all that and my question there and then i want to move on to the nutrition side is that obviously you found that difficult to connect i mean there's there's trauma from just an incident that that we could struggle with um and and that could cause those reasons to not connect and you happen to find that way with counseling uh, psychotherapy but you also had brain injuries that potentially have compounded that fact as well. I mean, was that sort of addressed because they're like almost two separate issues? Yeah, yeah. So the the brain injury worried me quite a lot for, for a long time, and it probably still worries me a little bit today, if I'm honest with you. Um, but I the the issue I had with that is that um, is that it wasn't necessarily the brain injury, but whenever I hear like 
whenever I used to hear noises like, uh, like say metal on metal, that would just completely freak me out. Um, and um, things like that, loud noises, certain pitches of noises would, would completely freak me out. Um, but then I started to, to feel like I couldn't remember stuff. So, um, so say for example, uh it's quite it's quite funny in a way but this lady came over um one day and she um she came over and she asked me how am i and how was i feeling and i was like oh, i'm fine thanks um, i'm okay she came to see uh my mum because i was i was living with my mum and my sister um and she said um did you find the benefit from from the treatment that we had and i was like i don't know what you mean and she said do you not remember me and i was like no, I've no idea who you are. And apparently a few months before we had had a treatment and I completely forgot about it. Oh, right. so, so those kind of incidents completely um, threw me off and like worried me a lot, you know. And um, I think in a way I kind of, um, I, I focus on that quite a lot and worried about things because there was things I just couldn't remember from like, say, my school days and things like that, um, which bothered me a lot. And I just got, had to get to a point where, where I didn't put so much emphasis on it um, rather than kind of putting a lot of emphasis on it and making it more of a problem than what it really was. Because really, when you think about it, there was so much to deal with and think about that, you know, I didn't necessarily have the space to remember stuff mm. <laughs> at the time, you know? Um, so so it, was, it was a worry, but it's, it's, um, it's something that I've kind of dealt with through um, the nutrition side of things and the sleep side of things. Uh, and, and that's kind of where I've got to. Uh, with that if that answers your question yeah i mean because it's i know obviously there's certain parts of the brain you know neural pathways that can uh, regenerate or reconnect you know and they'll find another way i mean there's been some amazing studies done you know when there's been trauma to to per certain part of the brain and how it's almost like it reroutes and and finds now it's not always the case but um yeah i would imagine obviously the the big point of that is um, how you believe um, you can overcome it is as much as how, you know, with the nutrition and the sleep can can help. So it's that combination of that self-belief, isn't it? Um, but you, you mentioned about good nutrition and obviously sleep and, and sleep uh, is, is one that's massively underestimated um, the power of it. But I want to tap into the nutrition side in particular for you, because you've obviously adopted that into your own um sort of method with your clients in in what you say is a slightly different way to the norm can you explain how you um tackle that for clients and get them results yeah definitely so i, I think um the reason why i say it's a bit different is is there's nothing it, it, it's not different in the way it's anything new or i've come up with any um any formula that that works differently to, to anyone else it's just that um for me, I kind of just found the way that that works um, in a uh, in a holistic way, I guess. So often, what happens is that that we focus on our, our macros, you know, in terms of making sure we get the right amount of protein, the right amount of carbohydrates, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and um, there is also a very very high focus on protein, making sure that we get the right amount of protein in our bodies. And, and almost that protein is the kind of the holy grail of food. If you're not adding protein in, there's a problem, you know. Um, and what I think often gets missed is that as much as protein is very important, um, so are the other macros. Um, but they, if you eat too much protein, it's the same as eating too much carbohydrates, for example. You know, if you're not using that, you're still going to put on weight. It's not, it's not like a magic, a magic food that, that just make something uh, into your body without you having to do anything you know um so for me uh the thing that really that really worked for me was something called food combining which you know you probably know about already um and that just made everything really simple for me uh, and helped me to digest things really well so for example where i couldn't eat certain foods you know i couldn't chew foods but for that long for for a period of year um it was it was really difficult to then try and combine lots of different types of foods and expect my my gut and my system to deal with it. Um, so going down the food combining route, which was which is you know in a really simplified way, is to 
is to not combine certain foods with other foods so as to give your body the, the opportunity to, to digest things in an easier way. So for example, if you eat kind of, um, if you eat protein with starch, an example would be a beef burger, um, then it's quite conflicting in your body, you know, for, for your body to digest and, to, and for that to actually run through your system. Um, whereas if you were to eat, say, a burger and some salads, you know, th those two things don't necessarily conflict. So it's a bit easier on your on your body. So, so those are the kind of methodologies I took. Um, but I started to really kind of hone in on how I was feeling when I ate. So um, I did realize that I've always had a bit of an issue with dairy, but I didn't actually realize how much of an issue I had um, until I started to, to kind of, um, I guess, focus on the feelings I was having after I ate something. And I had, I had the advantage of being able to do that because, you know, for, for long periods of time, I, I wasn't able to do much else, but to think. So, um, so that was really beneficial for me because I started to realize that I feel really unwell when I have dairy. Um, and often like you'd see recipes for, for getting like healthier and fitter would be, for example, to combine eggs with cheese you know because they're two different types of protein it'll give you extra protein etc but i started to realize that they're two different types of protein and they conflict so when your body is trying to deal with it it's really difficult for your body to deal with and if you have any sensitivities um food combining will really really help to simplify things within your digestive system and help you uh help you cope with food much better and if you don't have any any sensitivities um that are that are kind of poignant or, or that that you understand at the moment um then you might might not necessarily think that that's going to help you in any way but actually the energy that you get from food when you're able to digest it easier is amazing when you kind of when you see the results of what happens compared to when your body has to deal with things and realize actually feeling bloated and feeling lethargic after eating isn't what you're supposed to feel like after eating <laughs> it's mm. it's it, but people accept that, that that's how that's how it should be that's really that's really refreshing the way that you've spoken about that and uh i sort of came to that conclusion uh before i came into personal training with my own uh, nutrition because i i'd had uh, bouts of food poison and stuff and i think sometimes your your body doesn't fully recover from those things so that gave um as you said um issues of sensitivities for me for certain foods but not knowing at the time i didn't know what were causing the problems so i suffered with ibs flare-ups stress obviously then exacerbated it um and it, i really had quite a miserable time and i think like you say there's a point there that people don't realize that they don't have to feel like that they'll eat things and not be aware that it's causing that sort of symptom but it is it's that awareness to then say do you know what i don't actually feel very good um mm. i'm going to either cut this down or i'm going to eliminate it or i'm going to figure out what the culprit is and i had to do a lot of that um myself of understanding and one of the key things when I used to eat meat many years ago was that I was like, oh, I, I, I found it difficult. I found it more and more difficult to to eat meat um, and hence why I'm plant based now. Um, mm. I found it quite hard to digest. But like you said, I knew that I really couldn't combine um, starches with, with meat. So and, and it came literally out of a situation. I was working for Jamie Oliver's company at the time and we'd gone up to his restaurant, the Barbacoa in London. So it was like this big steak place. And I was thinking, I can't eat steak. I can't eat steak. It doesn't agree with me. Not realizing it was the food combining because I'd always had it with some sort of carbohydrate. But he or they dished it up with legumes um, and salad. And yep. I came home that day with no, you know, abdominal discomfort <laughs> problems and it, yeah. and it blew my brain at the time because I was like, but I can't eat steak. How, how, how comes I'm not suffering? And I never once realized that it was the actual combinations of the foods and, and the timing. So yeah. like you can go with when I went to France and, and stayed with a family, you know, they literally will eat their food by course by course. So they will eat their, their meat on its own, <laughs> you know, and it's like, oh, this is weird. Um, um, but you can understand that point they will literally go through each one 
so giving your, yeah. your you know your your stomach obviously the chance to digest obviously certain foods but again you know there are certain foods that will ferment more quickly so if you've just eaten a big steak and then you say right i'm gonna have strawberries afterwards you're gonna be incredibly gassy and really uncomfortable exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so i i get that but a lot of people perhaps don't put the the two together do they on on what foods to eat and when yeah it's true and, it, and it's difficult to do because there's so much information out there it's very difficult to, to piece it together yourself so you know often that's why you need someone to, to help you do it but the, the thing about fruit you're exactly right you know just just even kind of often people think about fruit as a dessert but if you kind of switch it around and have the fruit a little bit before and then have your food later on it, it doesn't cause a problem then you know it's just it's just kind of switching that mindset but I just wanted to, to just touch on as well, because you mentioned about sleep um, and it, it, something about um, for me was that the insomnia part, I, I didn't realize how much it was affecting my um, my health. And once I started to, to work through that and get my sleep on track, it really um, propelled my uh, recovery so much, like it made me feel so much better. But one of the one of the most important processes that happens in our body, and some people are aware of it a lot more nowadays because of the whole fasting, um, uh, I guess, methods that, that are around nowadays, is uh, autophagy. So you know your body kind of um, getting rid of the the old stuff and helping make space for for the new stuff. Um, you know, in terms of cells. Um, but I think the reason why I mentioned our protein earlier on is because um, actually that process is happening when you don't have any protein in your body not necessarily when you don't have any food in your body so you know it's the autophagy is the the break that you get from your body having to break down proteins in your body as opposed to any foods and and that's really i think that's a really important point to make because protein is super important you know if, if we want to get our our kind of our bodies in an energetic level if we want to build up our muscle um if we want to repair ourselves protein is very important if we want to feel fuller for longer etc there's so many different benefits to it but it's we also need a break from that as well you know we also need to give our bodies a rest from having to try and break down the protein and and just having you know 12 hours 14 hours break from eating any type of proteins will give your body an opportunity to rest and regenerate itself which you know i think personally the fact that we can create a process in our bodies that helps to regenerate um, parts of our body, helps to regenerate the cells is an incredible thing. And once you start to understand it, you can move yourself forward very quickly. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm yeah big on the sleep. I'm going to uh, hopefully have um, a sleep specialist on the podcast soon because it's such a, uh, a un, not underrated, but taken for granted. And, and I, I'll put my hand up to say, you know, I don't always do as I say uh, with regards to sleep, you know, natural personal trainers, you're up early, then you might be yep. programming late till night, you know, and, and then <laughs> yep. not getting that sleep. Um, but I'm really making a conscious effort to because it's not just, you know, obviously all of the training and all the nutrition that, you know, obviously the four pillars, we, we have to get that rest. Um, and I think with everything that we've gone through with COVID and stuff, you know, you can have, there's different sort of burnouts that you can have, you know, obviously lack of sleep, but physical burnout. And obviously if, yeah. if sleep isn't one of the cornerstones, um, you're absolutely good for nothing. And then obviously your immunity um, gets affected as well. But like the autophagy, you know, and this is why, again, another reason why I'm sort of plant-based because of what our gut has to do um, to digest the food and the enzymes. And it's that, that process, you know, so when you have that gurgling in the tummy and you think, oh, that's hunger, that's the first opportunity when your, your, your tummy's giving it like a sweep almost. <laughs> so that, that sort of gurgle and swoosh and, you know, when you hear, you know, that sort of noise, that is it going into, right, okay, there's nothing coming in. There hasn't been anything coming in for a while. It's almost like the, the road sweeper going to do that yeah. sweep. Um, so it's not a bad thing. You actually want to have that happen um but it's actually being aware of what that actually is and what it's actually doing um yeah. so uh, you know continually snacking is not a good thing you know like to, so you do want to 
you know obviously there's there's a, a contradiction in you know like there's so many different methods you know you can there's there's so many ways to lose weight to be healthy uh, and and that's the whole point is finding what works for you um but you do ultimately want to keep your metabolism firing um you don't want to have any dips um but you know, intermittent fasting may work magically for one person and, and it may not suit someone else. So it really is find, find it's a, a lifestyle. It shouldn't like diet gets banded around, um, as in some sort of weight loss tool, but it's not, it's, it's how we nutritionally feed our body, um, yeah. every day that is Definitely. diet. And, and it's important to find a healthy lifestyle so that you don't have any swings um, and that it's something that you can adhere to because it's something that you enjoy. Um, and, and ultimately, 80-20, you know, of, of foods that are good, nutritious, you know, um, uh, you know, with lots of fiber and, and 20% because it's called living, you know, <laughs> you have yeah. that balance. But um, definitely. It's an interesting to, you know, a whole discussion about that and the sleep, obviously, well, we could just go and talk for days, couldn't we? That, we wouldn't get any sleep then, though, would we? <laughs> but um, no, that's, that's absolutely fascinating. And, and it's it's good to hear a different um, viewpoint, obviously, on that food combining and, and why. And I think it's just, again, to reiterate about being just a little bit more mindful of uh, chewing our food when we are eating, but also being aware of like, when I eat this, I don't feel very good after. And then, you know, actually swapping something out because a lot of people, like you say, just don't feel good, but don't really, you know, associate with the two. Um, like I, yeah. I couldn't eat cheese for, for, well, I just couldn't eat cheese. Um, and then like my husband later on in life said, well, I, I don't think I can eat pizzas anymore. I don't feel good. But he just used to ignore it. Didn't feel yeah. good, but he still used to eat them. Um, and it's just being a little yeah. bit more mindful and going like, and and I got to the point where I thought, you know, eating the food and feeling crap, I didn't want to feel crap. So I stopped eating the food. And it's until that pendulum sort of switches to the point where feeling worse is more um, of a, a negative aspect for you that you'll switch up until then. You'll probably keep on doing it, won't you? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a really good way of spinning it. But I think you're right because often often you just feel that that's just normal you know that's how i how i feel after food so like you said you just accept it right yeah and um yeah it's that it's just that awareness i think is is really key so um you know it, it, i'm just amazed how remarkable our bodies are i was saying to to someone uh, only today i think it was yesterday like that if if our bodies were classed as racing cars we wouldn't be allowed near them and yet you think yeah. everything that they're doing and, and we're not even really qualified to use it to the end, but we do. Um, so we, we yeah. should have some gratitude for everything that um, that's within our realms, um, you know, and, and, and really celebrate it. And that, again, is about being present and being mindful. So um, I want to uh, go into a little bit more of uh, lightheartedness of the quick fire round because uh, I, I want to hear your answers. I'm, I'm really intrigued. I've got a feeling you're going to be really quick as well. Um, so I just want to <laughs> obviously. Add impression now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just want to time you. So I'm just going to get the timer up. Hold on one second. So hold on one second. Just bringing up my timer. Oh, these Apple watches. I don't know about you, but um, I find my Apple watch is just getting slower and slower and slower every time I want oh, it no. to come up. Right. Okay. So it's there. Okay. So they're 15 questions. They're either or, or the uh, first thing that comes into your head, Garth. You're going to be timed. Okay. Um, but it's a bit of fun. All right. So okay. three, two, one, go. Pool or sea? Sea. Uh, 5K or marathon? 5K. Skydive or bungee jump? Uh, skydive. Star Wars or Harry Potter? Uh, Harry Potter. Favourite podcast? Sassy 10. <laughs> Plank or wall sit? Say, say again. Plank or wall sit? Uh, plank. Sprouts or bananas? bananas smart or casual casual most proud of 
Uh, my family. Monopoly or Scrabble? Scrabble. Early bird or night owl? Both. <laughs> Favourite author? Um, I have to say Brendan Burchard. Okay. Name a famous person you would like to meet? Um, maybe Sean T. Okay. Uh, best business decision? Uh, starting it. Yeah, and most inspirational quote or saying? It's got to be on your the one from your website, surely. I, I was going to say it's a little bit um, it's a little bit full of myself, but I am my opponent. Um, I've used it for many years. Yeah, no, you, <laughs> you've got to say that. When I put these questions together, I thought well, he doesn't say that. He's like that is your one. Uh, well done. That that was good. That was good. Uh, one minute twenty one. One minute twenty one. Um, any any surprising questions there? Um. You did, yeah, you did catch me off a little bit. I don't know if it was surprising, but it was definitely fun. I like the question. <laughs> yeah, I thought when the, the old uh, 5K marathon after the run-in, yeah, uh, I, he wasn't going to pick the marathon. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what? I love I love sprinting, but um, but when it comes to like long-distance running, I just I just don't have the um, I don't have the mental capacity for it. <laughs> oh, I bet you would if you if you really had to. I mean, with what you've been through, I think your 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 mindset must be you know made of steel. Um, to 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 overcome what you've overcome, <laughs> and to be where you are. So it's not just only rebuild your life, your mindset, then build a career on the back of it. You know, I just celebrate you, and that's that's why I wanted you to come on here because you know it's just. It, it blows me away and i've heard obviously you express obviously what you've been through in clubhouse but naturally you've not uh delved into to the deeper levels so to hear that again i literally my hairs were standing up on end so i just think you know you are remarkable in, in, in what you've done um and i just want to ask like based on that um just another question so do yeah. you think uh, a resilient mindset is by nature or nurture um i think it's by nurture um and it's it, it's just unfortunately resiliency is something that we're just not born with you know but um but you definitely can get through it when i think about um when I think about that situation in terms of my um, my attack, etc., that I've talked about, um, you know, it's it's uh, um, when I think about really how did I get through it? Because I, I know it was a big situation. I know it was you know it's a, it's a big thing to get through, um, but also I know I did get through it, and I know I wanted to get through it, and there was something inside me that said I want to do something. Like I had to figure out what that was. But I know very much now that all I really want to do is help other people. Um, but that was inside me the whole time. But when I think about what's happened before that, in terms of losing my dad, in terms of uh, you know multiple back injuries, in terms of uh, gaining weight, losing weight, in terms of uh, a lack of confidence, you know, in terms of all these different things, it's a, it's actually it's almost like life training before. The big event if, if that makes sense uh, and as much as it's not a big event that i would choose to have gone through um you know there's a good chance that maybe i wouldn't have really got through it if i hadn't been through the things i had been through before because i had to go through that life training to to, to get to that point and, and i also say that as much as the, those were terrible events that happened in 2012 they were all out of my control you know that, that I, I had no control over any of them um i didn't choose any of them i, I didn't say that this should happen or this should happen and that kind of level of acceptance that things do happen but it's what you do from that point going forward is the most important thing it is 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 definitely a mindset but it's true for everyone you know we all come across situations that that we we don't have any choice over but we do all have a choice of how we decide to move forward from that um and you know you can just control the only thing you control is what you do right now uh, right this moment and i think that's the most important thing
That that is awesome. It, that, yeah, it just reiterates, and you can't choose what happens, but you can choose the response that you give it. Um, and 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 great people will obviously overcome that by the choice. You know, you can choose to be defeated, or you can choose to overcome it. It is your choice. At the end of the day, I've got someone doing some. <laughs> I'm just going to close my window. Uh, no worries. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's got someone literally wheeling through like, I think, a 10 ton of something down the road. So <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought of all the, you know, the, the first nice day and the windows open, wrong move. Um, yeah. <laughs> so would you say that um, based on, on everything that you've gone through, um, what would be the best blessing that you can take from it? Um, honestly, I would say, um, that, um, I've come to a point that where I have actually mentally said thank you to the person who attacked me. Um, wow. because I, I don't think I would be probably sitting here talking to you today about what had happened, what, sorry, not what had happened, but what I'm doing, if that hadn't been the case. Um, and there's lots of tragedy around that. Um, and admittedly, I'm never going to sit down and have a cup of coffee with that person and be like, you know, let's be the best of friends. But at the same time, um, when I think about my life before and where it was going, it wasn't really going anywhere. Do you know what I mean? Like I, there, were, there was nothing going on for me at all. If, if I'm honest with you, I was lost. I, I didn't really have a path to go down. I just was trying to do the normal thing that everyone else does, you know, which is which is nothing wrong with it. But if it's not for you and you're just doing it for the sake of it in terms of, you know, the life path that we, that we just assume that that's what we have to follow. Um, and actually that whole what happened changed my whole perspective on on life and, and purpose and the reason why I'm here. Um, so as much as as much as I um, have hated that person for for much of, of the last few years, I also feel that they've they've given me an opportunity to 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 change things in, in such a, a positive way so so that would be my biggest blessing i think it's uh, uh, magical in what you've said there because it takes a, a great person to come to that um, awareness and even being aware is is one step but to actually be able to release it is is another thing and you know obviously they do say don't they that when you're holding that um anger you know whatever emotion you want to attribute it to to that other person you are storing it yourself and that negative emotion becomes sort of a, a an emotional block will we say of the heart and and that is what can cause that spiral downwards that energy drain uh, and and to be able to release as you said is like a surrender um that allows you to then rise um and I, i'm i'm listening to a book by um michael singer uh, the untethered soul i've i've uh, listened to his other one surrender and you've surrendered and by giving that that's what's allowed you to to rise and to yeah. be able to do that with an open heart then there's no blockages and and obviously then you are not internally destroying yourself anymore because until you can forgive that's what you're ultimately doing but it doesn't mean it's easy right no definitely definitely i, I completely agree with you and I, I really appreciate you um you adding i hope you don't mind me saying this but i really appreciate you adding to to, to anything that i've said as well because um, i also hope you don't mind me saying this either but obviously we met through clubhouse um you know in being in different rooms together and i heard you you talk on a, on a few occasions um, and a few times I know you've, you've said that you've kind of you haven't felt entirely comfortable talking in, in front of people and you haven't felt entirely confident uh, talking with people. But in a, in a way, I kind of have heard you grow a little bit on Clubhouse and I don't mean grow a little bit, but I mean, in terms of when I've heard you, I've heard you kind of your confidence build, etc. Um, and I, I hope you realise that, like, I feel really comfortable talking to you right now um, and I feel quite blessed to be able to talk to you because I feel like everything I've said to you you've you've fully understood it and embraced it and 
then reciprocated it back to me um, in your own way. Um, and the knowledge that you hold is amazing. And 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 I feel like I've learned just from being in this conversation. I hope that doesn't sound like I'm being cheesy because I'm definitely not in any way, but I'm just being very authentic with you that it's been, I really enjoy this conversation, but I think just listening to you talk is 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 really amazing. Uh, so so thank you to to give me that opportunity oh no i mean and and i really appreciate the kind words garth um and and as i said i i absolutely it is weird like in clubhouse i think it's because you 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 have these rooms and then you have the stage and generally speaking some of the rooms they're always quite powerful the rooms that you're in so there are always amazing people in there uh, Satnam being one, you know, I mean, like, whew, I just, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> when you've got just such a knowledgeable, educated um, people that, that have got such amazing stories, um, yeah, it does affect your confidence. And whilst I can mm. do my podcast, that's my podcast, you know, it's, it's different. And, and I was nervous when I first started. Um, but but in those rooms, it can almost be overwhelming. And that comparisonitis uh, sort of sets in and it then makes you feel well, it this is again it's a choice you have a choice but you know if you don't watch yourself you can feel that you are less than so it's a bit of a kick up the bum to remind you know you are your own unique person as someone else said imperfectly perfect um as we are so i mean you you are such an inspiration and every time i hear you in the rooms um and you and you have such a great uh voice and the the calmness but authority um and kindness in, in the voice when you speak, I think is just very warming and just makes people feel very comfortable in those clubhouse rooms. So Garth absolutely runs uh, quite a few. So do check him out. I'll put all that in the show notes because he, want, he runs um, several different rooms in clubhouse where he moderates and they're always great topics and he, he gets a, you know, a, a good turnout in the room. And obviously you can come up and speak and he's always appreciative for your voice and opinion. So do check him out on Clubhouse. But um, Garth, where else could people find you? Um, so um, on Instagram, um, I have my account there, which is uh, garthpeters.com. Um, and then my website is garthpeters.com. Um, and those are the two main platforms that, that, that you can find me on and easily reachable on as well. Cool, cool. Um, so just want to ask you um, a couple more questions. So out of your contacts, and you don't have to give me a specific name, but who do would you be happy to introduce this podcast to with a view of being a guest? Who do you think you'd be a good fit? So if you can mull that one over. And the okay. second question is out of 10, with one being pants, I ask all my guests this, with one being pants <laughs> and 10 being perfectly splendid, how would you rate this episode? Trick question bit, really um i would rate it the fact that you and me have combined forces as a, a lemon love it love it love it love it <laughs> <laughs> um and I, I just want to leave with an outro quote and gives you more time to think about um who you think would be a good guest um based on obviously having you on um and i knew it was going to be powerful um but this outro quote by jack dixon is if you focus on results you'll never change if you focus on change you'll get results so, um, Love it. Love it. yeah, so um, if you uh, you can mention off air if if needs be, but yeah, who you think would be a great person to come onto the podcast, because um, this podcast, so, you know, I'm bringing to, to people, hopefully that um, have a passion for fitness mindset and nutrition and just hearing amazing stories that, you know, hearing Garth speak today, um, just you know, as I say, I've I've heard his story, but I still had my 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 hairs on end. So I just you know, just blows me away. So I just want to say thank you once again, uh, Garth, for coming and agreeing to do the podcast with me. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure, and I, I think I've probably pushed you into it as well because I wanted to I wanted to have this chat with you, to be honest with you. So so thank you um, so much for giving me the opportunity. You're welcome. And I'm sure we can definitely record another one if you're up for it, um, season three, because I'm sure there's plenty that we could delve deeper into if you if you fancy it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Cool. Definitely would love to. Cheers.
So that episode was a little longer than normal, but I just wanted to allow Garth to speak freely um, and share his story, which is really quite remarkable. And and the fact that he has come, you know, out of it the other side, um, as well adjusted as he is, um, and helping other people is a true testament to his uh, mindset, his resilience, his strength of character, everything. Um, and, and to be helping other people that may be going through trauma, there is no one better than Garth to be able to empathize, understand and support them through that journey. So I just found it, you know, a real honor to be speaking with him. Um, as as we've said on that podcast episode that we met through Clubhouse, um, he just has a very calming uh, manner um, with, you know, so much knowledge as well. And I think, you know, he just <laughs> gives us a level of perspective, doesn't he, of, of where we may be with whatever we're suffering with. And he's, you know, really um, kind as well to acknowledge that everyone... Um, whatever their problems may be, are still problems um, and to support them through that. So um, I'm going to leave all the details uh, of his website, etc. in the show notes. Um, do go and check him out on Instagram. As I said before, he does run Clubhouse Rooms. So go and find him on Clubhouse 2 and uh, go and join one of the rooms. And, and you obviously will get to hear um, him speak. And obviously, if you are... Um, in Clubhouse, you, you naturally can go up on stage as well and share your story. But um, what a truly remarkable guy. And I'm just really grateful to have connected with him and, um, you know, super pleased and pumped that he agreed to record this episode. And yeah, I just, as I say, it's not one that I'm going to say, I hope you enjoyed this episode, but in a strange way, I sort of hope that you did um, because, it's it's having different guests, uh, different stories, dis- different situations that um, allows us to grow, um, shape ourselves, um, and and to keep things in perspective. So until next time.